Mm, hello, hello, hello. Oh, it's been a while, <laughs> but I'm happy I'm back. This is episode two of Girls Like Me, and today I'll be talking about the concept of freedom and what it can look like for me as a black woman, but also how many of us, and by us I mean black women, you know, along the diaspora, different cultures and across nations and whatnot, how we all struggle to be free sometimes. And I'll preface this by saying that (laughs) I was inspired by... So, okay, I love music, right? I love all things 70s and 80s, R&B, jazz, funk, all of the above. But there's this one song in particular that I just love. And shout out to my dad. He put me on. But it's called I Want to Be Free by the Ohio Players. And, you know, I used to listen to it because I love the bass line. And I didn't grow up playing percussion because, you know, I was a woodwind girl. Love saxophone. But the percussion in that song, oh my. But I'll come back to that too. You know, at a later time. (laughs) But the bridge, like the hook, the whole like purpose of the song, he keeps saying like, I want to be free. And I love it. I just love the whole song. But when I think about my life and the things that I navigate through often, sexism, racism, (laughs) fat phobia, And all kinds of madness, truthfully, there's a lot of things that women, period, but black women, we want and need to be free from. You know? How many of us pour ourselves into our families, into our careers, into our relationships, our partners, friendships, etc.? And we don't really get much back. How many of us overcompensate by overachieving and trying to do everything just to really get the short end of the stick? You know, it's it's disheartening and it becomes more of a concern to me because you know, I don't I think we're conditioned to be that way. I don't think most women from, you know, my culture want to necessarily have to take on these things, but we're conditioned to do so. And um I think about my mother often. My mom passed away in 2019. It was very devastating. We didn't know that she was sick. Um so when she died, it was very quick and very sudden death usually is is not some death you can't like see coming you know it's different when you know you have a family member who's been sick for a while and you're just kind of like waiting on the day you know hoping that the condition changes but in my mom's situation she seemed to be reasonably healthy and you know just one day she was here in the home you know in the house walking around full of life making everybody laugh, taking care of everything. And the next day she was really sick. We have to rush to the ER. So, you know, the last couple of weeks of her life taught me a lot about 
how I wanted to show up as a woman. And in a lot of ways, I believe that my mother in death was choosing to be free. And are you like, how do you jump from one thing like that to the other? However, let me explain. Um, I'm thinking about her story and I really wish that she was here to tell it because I think it's a beautiful story to tell. Um, my mother was born and raised, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in Mississippi, a small town. I won't disclose where, um, just in case this goes places. And she's the oldest of, whew, now that's complicated. Siblings with my parents are complicated because they have a lot of siblings, but she was the oldest, oldest girl raised by my great grandmother. And, you know, she was there until about, you know, her late teens, early 20s. She then moves to Chicago because that's where my grandmother was. And she builds a life here of her own. I remember she used to tell us that she worked at the French bakery. I don't know where that place is now, but um, she talks about how hard she worked and how she didn't like working for other people because people disrespected her often. So she started her own business. She started a home daycare and she did that for a good 20 or so years. And so she chose to retire. I'm going to say back in like 2009, 2010. And... You know, my mother, she had always inspired me to be my own person, think for myself. If I don't like it, change it. That's where I get my drive and my willingness to just leave things that don't serve me well. Because there's always another option. There is always an option that's going to suit me best, regardless of what, you know, people may say, people may think. And I know growing up, You know, my dad was a pastor growing up, so I saw my mom be first lady, but also Auntie Lori, but also everybody's mom, not just my mom, not just my sister's mom. And a lot of that taught me that, you know, she was really showing up for a lot of people and not really showing up for herself. You know, we would tell her, you know, don't worry about that. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about us. It'll be resolved. But I think ultimately she wanted everyone to have a great life. And she thought that she could change a lot of things for people. And it just hurts my heart when I even think about it because I think about those last couple of weeks, her being in the hospital, her on a breathing machine. In the last moments before she actually passed, my sisters and I, we got the chance to see her. And... It was devastating at the time I was expecting, and that was a whole different thing, too. But it really broke my heart to see that she was just gasping for air. Like, I had never seen my mother look so helpless before. So just, it it was very disheartening. I can't, I'm speechless even trying to say it. But my whole point in bringing all of that up is that in a lot of ways for her, that was like the result of her taking on everybody's problems, her helping everyone else out, and her not necessarily taking care of herself because she was never conditioned to do so. I think about her often. Whew, the older sister takes on a lot of the pressures of the family because the parents trust them to do everything. 
although it's not their job to do so. And oh, <laughs> I think about my older sister and how like Paige is a rock star. She kills it. She does everything. And, you know, I even have to check her sometimes. Like, you're not our mother. You don't have to do these things. We can hold our own, you know. But I think about black women. Generally, we have this superhero complex. We want to save everything. We get a new job. We want to do everybody's job. <laughs> we want to be the brightest, the smartest, the best in the room. And we don't necessarily have to be. And it really just, it drains my spirit because I think we always get the short end of the stick. We put out so much and we do so much. Like I think about black women who are creators, artists, teachers, doctors even. How many of us are still being paid less than our white counterparts or even our black male counterparts? We don't even get what we need when we should get it, you know? Like, it's just really crazy to me. So, this episode is really just a set of affirmations to help us free ourselves from societal expectations and societal pressures to be more, do more, and save everybody when we need to be saving ourselves. So... I'm going to just say some affirmations that I tell myself often, and I'm going to extend that to a black woman today. And I hope that you tell yourself this. All right, here's affirmation number one. It is not my job to fix things that I cannot control. It is not my job to save the world that is contingent consistent in oppressing me. I am amazing as is. I am whole as is. I can afford to take a break. I can afford to take care of myself. I am my first priority. I must take care of me in order to bring my dreams and aspirations to fruition. I owe it to myself to be consistent in taking care of me. I owe it to myself to take care of me so that I'm able to help and assist others. It is not my job to fix anyone. It is not my job to heal everyone. I do not have to always fix anything. I can just be, and that's more than okay. And these are just some of the affirmations that I tell myself because although I'm not the older sister and I'm not... (laughs) And I'm not, you know, trying to necessarily save everyone. I have to check myself sometimes too. Because it's easy to get into the, just the wave of wanting to take on all the projects because we have the passion to do so. And I'm learning that 
Just because I may have the passion, it doesn't mean that I have the capacity. It doesn't mean just because I love to do something that I can necessarily do it all the time. I have to honor my body. I have to honor my mind. And I have to acknowledge that I get exhausted sometimes. And that's okay. We cannot continuously afford to just overwork ourselves to the point of exhaustion. We cannot afford to continuously push ourselves to being overworked and burnt out. I taught for a year last year and it was a beautiful opportunity. However, I realized that I need to take care of myself. You know, I have endometriosis and polycystic ovaries. So, you know, I've always dealt with really painful periods, really painful cramps. And I did mention earlier in this episode that in 2019, I was expecting I miscarried at five months. And if you read my blog, I I really blog throughout that. That's what helped me come to terms with what was happening. And it really gave me the space to really be vulnerable because I didn't really have the space to be vulnerable at the time. I just had to be strong and keep pushing. But a lot of those problems that I had became escalated after I was pregnant and then miscarried. And I miscarried at five months, so it was pretty well into the pregnancy at that point. But my whole point is, throughout this time, with COVID spiking and like the whole world just drastically changing from what we knew it to be before, there hasn't been a lot of time for me to actually take the time to prioritize my health. And that's still a problem today, if I could be completely transparent. Ugh. So I I missed a lot of time at work because of that at my last job. Like flare-ups are so horrendous. If you're a woman who deals with endometriosis, flare-ups, and by flare-ups I mean those like gut-wrenching, aching pains that you can't stand, you can't move. You just have to like let it ride out. And the thing with endometriosis is there is not a cure. It can only be treated. So it just involves like a gynecologist going in and you're just under the knife and they just have to remove the cyst, remove the pain, remove whatever source there is. And that doesn't always mean that it'll go away. You know, most of my time, um, my doctors are just like prescribing pain medication and I did last year have a gynecologist who she suggested physical therapy. I wasn't able to start that because, oh my God, can we talk about how insurance is horrible? But that's besides the point. <laughs> um, all in all, I had to really make some lifestyle choices so that I was able to show up better for me. And I took a break from teaching because while I'm passionate about enriching the lives of young people, I really, 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 really am more passionate about making sure that I'm able to actually see it through. And I'm young. I'm 25 years old. I'll be 26 in August. And, you know, it was a tough thing for me to be able to walk away from something that I was so passionate about. But 
I had to continuously remind myself that I had to walk away from it because I needed to take care of myself. And there's not a an administrator who will understand that. And a lot of older people don't understand that. And I think that's where <laughs> a lot of my peers and I, we struggle sometimes because we work for these places that don't care about us and they don't care about our mental health, especially. Oh, God. People act as if you can't see something going on. It's basically not happening. That is the most dangerous way to think about anything. Um, <laughs> You know, we... We try so hard to, because we've done the, you know, college thing. We got our degrees. We're trying to get a leg up in our careers, trying to start off and do the right thing and show up and prove that we can take on, like, these real-life problems and we have real-life solutions in the workplace. But a lot of our superiors really are just, like, they don't care. So um, if you're like me, and you make your own ways. You don't wait for people to give you opportunities. <laughs> I'm going to challenge you to free yourself from whatever is holding you back or holding you bondage or whatever is stressing you out. Ah, uh, these last couple of weeks have been crazy, y'all. Like, there's so much going on in my personal life. And, oh, I can't even disclose what that is, but... There's so much going on and it seems like, you know, when you find a solution for one thing, something else starts to happen. And, you know, again, somebody's going to be out there saying, that's just life, blah, 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 blah. Get it together. Stop whining. You're being a baby. Okay, cool. Maybe I am. Because I don't think life should be this hard at this point. (laughs) This is 2022. You know, we are in the 21st century. We're at the height of human development of human innovation and technology is always advancing. If all these things are advancing, how come people cannot advance psychologically? Why can't people really understand what empathy is? And I think I was explaining this to someone the other day, but empathy is not just like, oh, I understand where you're coming from. That's like bare minimum human interaction. Empathy is like, I understand where you're coming from. I hear you. I understand you. I feel for you. And I'm also going to treat you accordingly because I understand that maybe what I have to say could potentially affect you in a positive or negative way. So I will be careful and mindful of how I present information to you, how I interact with you. And if I'm a person that is responsible for your livelihood, that I will advocate for you. Sometimes empathy is advocacy. Sometimes empathy is just being quiet when a person wants to vent. (laughs) That's what it is. It's not, oh, I'm just choosing favorites. No, that's like the bare minimum of human interaction, guys. And I think a lot of people have gotten so far from that because we don't see it often. Especially in the black community, how often do you even hear people wanting to respect children at all? I know adults that believe that children shouldn't have anything to say and they should just follow adults because that's what, you know, they were taught. Now, I'll be the first to say, 
I am grateful for all the adults in my life who have poured into me in any way or older adults. Um, but I remember seeing a lot of things growing up and I was just like, I would never, you know, I think especially with some things my parents, like how they allow people to do things and talk to them certain ways. Of course, you know, <laughs> as a middle child, I have the reputation of being a problem, but I really just really like when people respect me. I really enjoy being respected because that is the bare minimum. I'm not a person that allows people to talk to me crazy because I'm not talking to you crazy, probably. My whole point is, how often do we even see people considering how children may feel? Or let's say it's not a child, it's a person who has little to no wealth, little to no power in this world, no real authority. How often do we actually respect people who are not an authority figures? Unless it's like a, you know, a friendship or something. People don't even know how to respect themselves. So it's very difficult for you to respect someone else if you don't respect yourself. And that really goes over a lot of people's heads. But hey, I digress. Um, I just really, really, really want black women to free ourselves. Because, like I said, watching my mother die was the most devastating thing for me. And I changed how I started to live after that. Because... She was fighting for her life, gasping for air, helpless, and she couldn't tell anyone. She felt like she couldn't tell anyone. She really wanted to just see it through alone. And to me, that was the loneliest, most depressing thing to ask of your children, of your husband. And I'm just like, I never want to be in a position where I have given 56 years of myself Two people, I have poured out all of my resources, given all of my empathy, kindness, and love, charity to everyone around me. But when I am taking my last breath, no one is there. On this coming across that time where I know that that time is coming soon, I can't tell anyone. Hmm. I want us to be free from that because... I like to think that had my mother prioritized herself and she freed herself from some craziness that was going on, that's still going on today, she would still be here. And then I had to free myself from assuming that things would have been different because that was ultimately the choice she made. So... I'm just inspiring someone else to make choices that help them, that propel them in this life. Mm. I am praying that this reaches whoever it needs to reach. And I'm hoping that through the little vulnerability I provided, you are able to sense like the urgency of choosing you and being free from this craziness because the world we're living in is not really going to get better. Um, Have y'all seen gas prices lately? 
Do y'all see how many people are leaving this earth every day from all kinds of different things? Do y'all see how our youth is just so lost? People are not raising their kids. People are expecting systems and institutions to raise their kids and they're not doing it. What can we do to save a world that's falling apart anyway? What can we do besides do what's best for us? Because guess what? We didn't create this world. And by this world, I don't mean, you know, the trees, the plants, the earth. I mean, the systems in which we tend to rely so heavily on, you know, school, work. We didn't create these systems, you know, we're just active participants in them. We have no choice but to free ourselves from the ideologies that tell us that we need to be black and strong all the time. We need to be black, strong, independent, angry, loud. And if that's who you are, don't get me wrong. Please be you. But I do not strive to be an independent woman. (laughs) Absolutely not. I'm grateful for my partner. He's an amazing man. And I couldn't be more grateful for how he shows up for me. Being independent has not served me at all. All it has done has stressed me out. All right? And I'm not saying that you fully depend on anybody to do anything. Do what you can for you. But if somebody is willing to walk into your life and help you, let them help. Especially if their intentions are well and their impact as well, too. Oh, we gotta we gotta show up differently because if we're not careful, we will all, you know, leave this earth sooner than we needed to because we were so stressed. Sooner than we needed to because we were so concerned about saving our uncles, brothers, sisters, cousins, all these other people who choose to not do things for themselves, if I can be completely transparent. We have to stop trying to take on the battles that are not ours. Like, sis, if you want to get that degree, go get that degree. If you just want to move away to Montana and you want to start a farm, do that. If you want to travel to all of the beautiful destinations and the islands in the world and you just want to vacation for six months a year, please do that. Because what else is here for you besides stress, anxiety, depression, Obesity, you know, like, oh, I, oh, I'm stop here because I'm, <laughs> I'm getting overwhelmed. Please take care of yourself, ladies. Please take care of yourselves, and please do not forget to pour into you because at the end of the day, you are all that you have. Of course, we have our communities, the things we may be a part of, but you come into this world alone, and you're gonna leave alone, and, and I wish that. My mother was here to tell her story. I wish that more and more every day, but I realize that it's my job to encourage women. And not because of her, but because of my own experiences too. It's my job and our job to help each other do that. So I'll see you guys next time. And in the meantime, free yourself, take care of yourself, relax. 
drink some water, and rest. You deserve that much, I promise. <laughs>